The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Listen, I'm Ashley Nicole Moss. In case you didn't know, we got Brandon Marshall here. We yeah. got Blue Out West. We got BC in the booth. We got the mysterious Manderville. Where is he? Um, maybe he'll give us a hoodie shot, a hand shot. Um, I don't, I don't know what kind of shot we'll get from him. But we also will have the voice of God, aka JP, joining us from California. IA. Um, if he sounds a little muffled, it's because he's underwater. As you know, <laughs> they had a hurricane. Everybody's. All good, no jokes aside, though. I'm glad everybody is, is safe and, and, and things like that. But he's coming from us from out west. He's really out west. Who's out west in the studio? Right. JP's out west for real, for real. Is, is, is JP going to be able to still control the chat? And JP is a multitasker, down? for sure. You so, know, I, I, I went, you know, we got to add his, his audio today because when we're in these production meetings, he says the, the wildest things. JP says the wildest things. Um, yeah, like, what's Like, you've been working with him longer, right? Like, you guys yeah. were at SI together. Yeah. Was well, he wild like yes. that there? Yeah. JP doesn't have a filter. <laughs> um, you think, if you think um, I don't have a filter, JP doesn't have a filter. So, yeah. We're here, um, Ashley. You're. You want to go? You want to? You want to get to? Sure. Let's. No. Start. No. 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 Oh no, wait. No. no I'm sorry. No, hold no, on. No. Hold on. Brandon has an announcement. I just want to go ahead and put this on record. I don't know what the announcement don't is. Don't throw me under the bus. My face is shocked. I. It's because I'm finding out no, what the rest of you guys. No, you got to be a good teammate, and you got to go with the flow. Don't. I, don't I, no don't, disclaimers. I don't want to. I'm no. Scared. So Ashley was about to get into news <laughs> of the day, but before we get into news of the day, I have some news. Oh my god. Can we share some news? What is this, Ashley? Oh what happened yesterday? God. What is going on? <laughs> Yo. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, don't do that. You posted it. You yeah, Ash. Come on. That's, that's you. No. <laughs> what is happening? You if you think the chat. What is this? Mine. If you thought the chat was wild before. Oh my God. <laughs> that's our Ashley Nicole Moss. That's my twin. <laughs> Twin. I don't know why, why, boo, why is she acting like this? She literally posted yeah. on Twitter. Did you not oh hit post? <laughs> Did you do this? Jeff, Jeff, Ash. I plead oh. the fifth, Ash. Oh, oh my God. Whose idea was this? It was my fifth. I my. hate everybody. <laughs> so, no, so congrats is in order. Thank you. Explain this to us. Is this like a real thing? Yeah, so I um, be, I'm officially a brand ambassador for Tommy Hilfiger. So they have a group of um, ambassadors. Stefan Diggs is one. Um, you know, Damon Idris, you have um, Madeline Klein, Peter wow. Banks, if you watch, so Lewis Hamilton, 
Um, so I am a part of the Tommy Hilfiger family. I just got goosebumps. Look at this. Can y'all, I got goosebumps. Ashley, those names again? That's, that's like, no, like. Stefan Diggs. You're now Stephon. part of the elite group. Thank A-list. you. Thank Stephon you. Diggs. Stephon Diggs, Lewis Hamilton. Um, you have Damson Idris. You have Madeline Is that the Klein. guy that's uh, dating? Um, yes. Franklin from Lori? Snowfall. Also. Yeah. He's yeah. dating Lori. So, yeah. I'm excited to join the, um. Tommy Hamilton. Wow. If you guys know, I'm a huge Aaliyah fan. I've made that known. Aaliyah is um, one of my idols. She's somebody that I've looked up to just from a fashion standpoint, just a vibe standpoint, especially as a little girl when she was still um, with us. And she was the ultimate Tommy girl. So it's like a full circle moment. How me, did it happen? So. How did it happen? Take us through the process. Because this is a big deal. You just named... And and, and I'm not like... It's, hopefully you're not taking it as disrespect, uh-huh. but like... You're now part of the elite of the elite. I know. Stephon those are Diggs, big names. I know. Lori Harvey's boyfriend, whatever his name <laughs> Lori is. Lori Harvey's boyfriend. Like, that's shady. So t- take us through the process. No, people I... want to know. I, um... You know, I have always been very big into fashion, as you guys know. And I've always been manifesting an opportunity to work with a fashion brand and just waiting for the right opportunity. And have made sure that, you know, in my sports jobs and, and things that I do, I make sure that my... Fashion sense comes through, and, and I think that's what kind of separates wow. me from some of the other women in the industry. I think that women in sports tend to try to be as clean cut as possible, right, just right. because that's the way that we have been taught to be. Yep. Um, and for me, I um, have always kind of gone against that. I've always wanted to express my individuality and my creativity, my creativity, and you know all the things that I do in my normal life on. Um, the screen. So right. I've made an effort throughout my career to let my fashion come through and it became um, something that caught their right. eye and the connections were made and so, that's kind of where we so, are. So let, let's, let's you said the voice of God. Let's go to uh, one of our <laughs> producers of the show, JP, that's out in LA. It's early over there. JP, do you approve of this? Are you with us, JP, first? And if you are, do you approve of this? What's your thoughts on it? Throw the picture back up. And this is the last time I'll show it because Mr. Jeff is probably in the <laughs> chat. Like, I know I know. Pop says something My to mom you. took this picture, so she oh, knows. That's, that's good. Yeah. JP, are you with us? I am here, sir. Okay, so you guys have been friends for a while, maybe are just colleagues for a while. <laughs> What's your thoughts here of Ashley Nicole Moss? The average millionaire has at least seven streams of income, so I'm glad that Ashley is getting to the bag. Appreciate it, JP. <laughs> I love it. All right, Ash, that was my news of the day. Thank you. That was some news. You know, it wasn't too bad, was it? It wasn't too bad. I was I was holding my breath. I was scared. And you're going to give a disclaimer. It could have gone left real quick. It could have gone left. <laughs> I always got to play it off on TV. Listen, that was your news of the day, but okay. we have a lot of news of the day to get through. Um, we're going to start with Shikari Richardson. She made yeah. history, wins the world 100-meter title. The American sprinter, she missed the Tokyo Olympics after she failed a marijuana test. As we know, we kind of alluded to that yesterday. But um, she sped to the world's fastest title, fastest woman title in a time mm-hmm. of... 10.65 in lane nine, which is right. unheard of in the track world. Just take a look at this video. This is insane. You, Ashley, what I see here um, in, in BC, let's let this play out, and then you can rewind it as many times as you, as you want um, while we're talking about it. But if you watch her, you see someone that literally more, like just evolved and elevated into their prime. Yeah. Right? They're, 
actually, you know, I always say this, and 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 I don't think you believe me when I when I when I talk about the eyes. Like if you look into an athlete's eyes, I'm, and I'm being honest, right? Like we're not talking basketball. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her eyes. Yeah. Right. She's locked in. She's so focused. She's so poised. She wasn't winning the first part of this race, but she ran her race. Right. Yeah. And so I see someone that's so confident, that's so stable. Just a few years ago, this was somebody that was in so much turmoil and we didn't even know if she would ever be on a big stage again. Mm -hmm. So I'm proud of her. Um, I've had several conversations with her over the last two years. She's fun. Uh, she's awesome. I've been trying to get her on the show, but yeah. she's locked in. Yeah. Um, but when you look into her eyes, when I look into her eyes, I just see somebody that is is ready for this stage. And I think she's just getting started. I think we may see uh, one of the best uh, careers in track and field that we've ever seen. And I'm putting her up there with the legends of this sport. No, I think for people who are not familiar, and, and JP can chime in here because he is more of an aficionado in this than I am. For people who are unfamiliar, the outside lane is like, Right. You might as well be running blind. Right, right. Like it's like <laughs> the, it's, tough. it's the worst. It's the hardest it's lane. It's the hardest lane, the worst possible spot yeah. for you in terms of your vision. So to go ahead and not only win from the outside lane, but to have a time of ten point six five in lane nine is almost like unheard of. JP, like, am I right or am I wrong? Is that's insane. Nobody sets neat records from lane We're nine. No nope. JP to chime in here on Zoom. But he's chiming. He just he just spoke. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's speaking. Yeah. What was that, JP? Nobody sets neat records, more or less wins from lane nine. I it's know. It's it's honestly absolutely so, it's unheard of. So JP, she I thought she won uh the prelims, right? Um so how did she end up in lane nine? Do we know? She won her first heat, but she damn near didn't win in the semifinals. Her semifinal race was trash. So for her to bounce back in the fashion that she did, hey, she's legit. And she's prepped for Paris now, 2024, for the regular Olympics. Mm. This is awesome, this Ashley. This is an awesome You know, story, I, yeah. I, ran, I ran track. And, did you? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a fast guy. I never was a fast guy. I ran the hurdles. I triple jump, high jump. I can see you in the hurdles. Event. And so when I did the sprints, I was always in lane nine. And that shit was painful. <laughs> it's painful. You're right. And, 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 yeah, and it's, hard. it's, it's the hard. worst lane. Right, because like when you're in the middle, like lane four, lane five is where you want to be. That's where it's prime. That's where the best are, right? And you can feel everything. You're, you're running against yeah. the best, right? So like that's pulling you. That's pushing you. When you're out there, like Ashley said, it's just a blind spot. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. Is there a difference you. in, like I get it on the curve, uh -huh. right? But right. If, if, isn't it like more of a straightaway? Yeah, but it's more so about it's vision or lack thereof, rather. Oh, okay, you know what okay, I mean? Okay. Because you got to think about it. There's no one to one side of you. When you're on the outside lanes, everyone's in your middle. Whereas when you are in the middle lanes, you have to the left, to your right, you can kind of feel the pace. When you're on the outside lanes, you're at a disadvantage essentially because you can't. You're real. Everyone's on one side of your body, mm -hmm. and the other side of you just is just grass. So mm. it's like the worst lane to be in. That's why they say it's like running blind so, so, because so, you can't get a feel for your competition from the outside lane. So, like, so Ashley, I looked this up on Google. Shout out to Google. Hopefully they come in as a sponsor one day. But uh, I'm in this little like Reddit little chat and it says all runners will run the same distance, whether it's the 100, it's a 400 or 200. Let me take this out. Yeah. Before Is my Ashley mic good? Everyone says my mic sounds weird. Is my mic okay? Mic check one, two. Mic check one, I two. I can hear you. Are we good? Okay. Cool. Okay, I, can I don't know what the chat's talking about. Then they said switch the mics. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. that's uh, JP. But um, 
if you're running 100 to 200 to 400, you're running the same distance. Right. But the the fastest typically get to being uh, lanes four and five and, you know, any race. This allows them to start in the middle and they have a better idea of where the other runners are. Right. Mm. So that's what you want. You want to be able to feel, you know, all the others. Yeah, another, for sure. another quick thing before we move on, what I, you know, uh, I want to highlight. I love her interaction with the Jamaican women's sprinters mm-hmm. after, right? Like they walked up and they were trying to be uh, uh, quiet and discreet, but the, the, you know, the mic picked up their audio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they were like, damn, it's been, you know, one of the, one of the runners was like, it's been a long time since American won the hundred. No, beating a Jamaican in the 100 right. meters. They dominate. Like, <laughs> yeah. J- listen, but Andrew, you know. I, I know. I know. <laughs> okay, right. Like, Yaman Fatieto. Listen, you don't, you, don't, you don't do it. It doesn't happen. So it, it was multiple things right. happened in that race that were unheard of. But um, absolutely, yeah. I, I, I'm, I love it. It's, it's a great story. It's a great turnaround. Underdog becomes, you know, top dog. It's just, I love it. That's so right. we're definitely. She's back, baby. She's back. Well, listen, you know who's not back? Jonathan Taylor. Because mm. the breaking news came out yesterday that the Colts officially gave running back star Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. Now, on July 29th, Colts owner Jim Ursay said, quote, we are not trading Jonathan, not now <laughs> and not in October. Well, it is August. So he's right. They weren't trading in October. They were trading in <laughs> August. So here we are. Um, he is officially eligible to go ahead and seek a trade now i think we can all go ahead and assume brandon even you can go ahead and speak to this obviously more the Colts are not going to give jonathan taylor up without a fight meaning they're not going to give him away for pennies it's going to be one hell of a trade to go ahead and get one hell of a player oh now my mic just got loud in my ear okay here we go um so knowing that and knowing the situation that is at hand, are you surprised that Jonathan Taylor right. is now eligible eligible to seek right. a trade? Or are you just like, this is kind of what right. I expected? Right, right. No, great question. And it's a, it's a, a great piece of news today. Before mm-hmm. we move forward, make sure that our audio is good. Chat, let us know if our it's good. It's good, good. now. It just, it just increased okay, in volume. Okay, great. Um, Ashley, this is posturing. This is absolutely posturing, not only by, uh, you know, Jim Ursay and the Colts and also Chris Ballard, the general manager, who I love, right? Chris Ballard, I spent a lot of time with him in Chicago. I'll call, you know, he's one of those guys I can call right now. He'll answer the phone. Okay. Um, We have that type of relationship. um, And I think he's one of the best in the business. Now, I wish he had a quarterback over the last couple of years. He's been in. Uh, quarterback jail so they haven't been able to really get over the hump but he knows ball he knows leadership he knows how to get it done okay but I gotta call a spade a spade this is straight posturing by them and also the NFL we know that collusion happens we know that the NFL and the owners control the market and so for them to go out there and say yeah now we're going to grant you your your you know uh, 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 the right to seek a trade right that's just them saying Go out there and figure out, go out there and see what happens, mm-hmm. right? The owners already got together and said what we're going to do. No one's going to come out here and offer him more than what Saquon Barkley got. Saquon Barkley took the, he took, it's not a bad deal, but it, it wasn't, it was nothing. He got nothing outside of a 800, 900,000 in incentives that they control, you know, that was higher than the, the franchise tag. 
So they're not going to go out there and give him more than $11 million. He's lucky if he get that. The market is the market. I was talking to a general manager last night, Ashley, and I was like, I was like, look, man, um, what is a first rounder worth? Right? Talk to me about this, because this is going to say a lot, right? Because if they're saying that, you know, we're now going to trade you, but we're seeking a, a, a one, then what's the value of that? Like, I really want to get to the value. Now, it wasn't this robust and very, it wasn't a complex conversation. But what he said was, when you draft somebody in the first round, or if you, when you look at a first round pick, what you're saying is, we expect them to go to the second contract, to get to the second contract with us. Right. Right. And so what you're saying is, this kid deserves a second contract, right? So obviously, rookie deal, he outplayed that deal. He ended up getting hurt, but we know he outplayed that deal. He is one of the best running backs in the NFL when he's healthy. And now he deserves a deal. So they're telling you exactly what uh, 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 they think his value is. When you're a first rounder, you get the bag. And what they're saying is $10 million is what it's going to be. And so that literally shows us that they're controlling the market and that this is fucking posturing and i'm sorry i'm cursing but this is posturing by the nfl this is posturing by the colts uh, because they know what the outcome is going to be ashley i'm heated i'm gonna stop rambling here but no, we know I mean, what it is it's it's definitely interesting because jonathan taylor like you said one of the best i think the Colts are in a position where they're not going to be a team that is um completely out of the running for any type of movement in the postseason, in the playoffs. So you would think that they would give themselves the best opportunity and keep one of their most viable assets. So the fact that they are willing to go ahead and even gamble and play this game. Now, much to your point, yeah. we are in the midst of training camp, right? A lot of thought, a lot of rosters are still being finalized. A lot of decisions have already been made, will continue to be made. So I think they're also trying in their advantage to use the timeline that they're currently in to kind of force Jonathan Taylor to make a decision quicker rather than he would sooner rather than later versus he would if this was earlier in the offseason. If this transpired say during OTAs, right. there'd be a lot more back and forth. Look at the Saquon situation. How long did that go back and right, forth? Right. But we are in August. The season starts in two and a half weeks. Right. If you're Jonathan Taylor, you want to be settled in a situation before the season starts, that's right. whether that's the Colts or another team. The Colts are banking on the fact that he's not going to find another team that's going to allow him to adhere to that timeline. So you have to adhere to mine. That's well, exactly what's well, happening. Well, here. Well, well, think about what we're saying here, right? So, one, if a team goes out there and they give up a one, that's what they're asking right. for, right? then you want to lock that player in. Right. But if the market is at $10 million and he's saying, I'm not taking that deal, mm -hmm. right? Then mm -hmm. what are they going to offer? They're going to give up a one for, for just one year? They're not going to do that. It's right. too valuable. There's this. That's why I said it was posturing because they're saying, yeah, go out there, test the market and see what happens. Right. Their team's going to come out. There's teams that want them, but they won't give up a first. But the, the Colts, isn't, they're not going to give up him for a second or a third. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I hate this situation. And especially not in a market where the running back position is not valued as it has been in previous seasons. Right. We are in a, a time, and we've spoken to multiple vets between Troy Aikman and, and, 
and Thomas Davis and, right. and everybody in between. And they have said, while they view and will continue to view the running back position as a viable part of the offense, viable part of a football team, the market and the way that the owners and these teams are dealing or not dealing with running backs right. has dictated their value, which is a, a direct contradiction to how players value them. That's right. But like you said, the market is the market, and the Colts know that. They know it's not a running back market, right. and they say, all right, go ahead, figure it out. Listen, I, 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 the last thing I would say here is that I like uh, what Jonathan Taylor is doing and this is uncomfortable for a lot of players. This is uncomfortable right. for a lot of fans. It's uncomfortable for a lot of teams. But that's the only leverage that you have. Right. Um, and so I like this because if he goes out there and gets hurt, he's done. He will never be able to see this money again. So I like that he's standing up for himself. But what I, the only tweak that I would make is that you sign the franchise tag so you lock that $10 million in because he's still training, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's getting ready for the season. Right, it might not be in Indy, but he's getting ready for the season. If he goes out there and he hurts himself on some high school football field or some high school gym, now they're going to say non-football injury, right. and now they don't have to pay him, right? So that's why you sign the deal, but then you do a hold in. So he he should sign this deal. That's what he should do, right? Um, the bigger thing, Ashley, uh, 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 is that this franchise tag have no place. In the league, and and you've heard me say this time and time again. Right. So um, hopefully, he finds himself in a better situation, but it's not likely. It's well, not likely they they control the market from one messy situation to another. Scooter Braun, who is a Ooh. mega uh, manager in Hollywood, he mega. is a he is responsible for managing the talents of Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato. And other um just bought uh, QC. He acquired QC. Did yeah, he really? did. Yeah. Yeah, he bought Quality QC. Control? Like I think for three hundred million. Three hundred, four hundred yeah. million, yeah. Jesus. Okay, well. <laughs> listen, Ariana Grande and Demi Lovato have parted ways with longtime manager Scooter Braun. Now, Justin Bieber, there was a rumor that he was going to go ahead and also part with Scooter Braun, but right now he is still under contract. But Rumors are, sources say that he is in the process of still seeking new management so that when that contract runs out, he can go ahead and move forward. Now, in recent years, Scooter Braun has been controversial for his dealing with Taylor Swift. He used to be Taylor Swift's manager and went ahead and bought all of her, her bought her entire catalog basically behind her back, which then forced her to go ahead and re-record albums one through five, so that Scooter Braun could not profit off of Taylor Swift's music. So this is a major thing. He is a major, major manager responsible for managing some of the biggest talent in Hollywood. I mean, you would be, it, it would be interesting to, listen, mm. people just don't part with their managers, their longtime managers at this rate for no reason. I mean, this is back to back. Do you think that we're about to hear a really massive scandal like come out? No, we already did. And I think not the like, Taylor Swift scandal, something else, because I mean, that happened years ago, Brandon. Yeah, you're right. And so listen, um, full disclosure, uh, you know, full okay. transparency here. Okay. Scooter Braun is a huge New York Jets fan. He's one of the biggest Jets fans. You have uh, uh, Gary V, you have Scooter Braun, mm -hmm. you have uh, Redman, like 
Q-Tip was just out at practice. I don't know where the hell we have Jay Z. We win. Jay Z is not a Jay Z is a Cowboys fan. I can play the video for you again. So, so I'm saying that Ashley because um, mm -hmm. a couple of months ago, you know, I spent time with Scooter Braun. I was at his crib, and you know, we had a conversation, and this came up, right? The Taylor Swift thing, and what I would say, right? Because I don't have his permission to, you know, really defend him or tell his side. There's more to this story, right? And if you really know Taylor Swift, you know Taylor, is it Swift? Taylor Swift? Mm -hmm. There you go. You're, are you Swifty? So if you know Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift is like Coach Bill Belichick said, and we'll get to that later. Mm -hmm. You know, she's tough. Well, what does that have to do with these two? So uh, now transitioning to what's happening now. Scooter Braun may already be a billionaire. Scooter Braun uh, is a huge investor. He has a, a, a fund that that's done extremely well. Uh, I think he just brought in a partner and they may have brought in like a billion dollars to invest in new startups and, and more uh, opportunities. So I'm saying all that to say that, you know, this has run its course. Managing talent, the egos and the challenges of managing talent, even the good, the bad, all that stuff is like you burn out. So what I believe is happening is they see him transitioning into that space. He just acquired quality control bottom for three. I don't know if you have the 350 number. million, 350 million. And they're probably sitting back like, do you still care about this? And it's the same thing that my agent is going through now. Like my agent, Kennard McGuire, has been in the business for a very long time. And he's still managing general managers and head coaches and so many other players. But I could see it. And, and I could see that he's like, you know what? It's time to pass the torch. So now he's starting to build his company with other agents and younger agents that can keep up with the youth. So I think there's more to the story here, Ashley. Maybe. Maybe not. We well, shall see. We will see. It's, but, it's interesting. Listen, I don't think there's going to be any scandals. Maybe. Maybe not. But speaking of scandal, James Harden, we have some breaking news real quick. Oh, Lord. The NBA is fining 76ers star James Harden $100,000 for his recent comments referring to the franchise president, Daryl Morey, as a, quote, liar. Sources tell ESPN that is via Woj, Adrian Wojnowski. Um so yeah, James Harden called Daryl Morey a liar. He's being fined a hundred thousand dollars. You get yeah. fined for an opinion? You That's tough. Well, you get fined for criticizing your employer. Huh? For what if he actually well, lied to I, him I, though? <laughs> like, huh? What if he did actually lie to him? You know? That is a fair point. But I'm saying I believe in turn I believe info. there is a clause in the NBA um code of conduct yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever that you're you cannot as an active player criticize publicly your employer what? wait criticize your employer with something that is not publicly known so meaning like if he did something publicly i believe it's that's not that's not exact language so like for example if james harden was a retired player he could bash daryl mori all he wants if james harden was no longer on the 76ers he could bash daryl mori all he wants but I don't think that you can call Daryl Morey a liar while being on the 76ers while also referring to a situation that the rest of the world was not privy to. That's yeah. crazy to me. If um, I, but, I believe that's the I, case. I, I know, we can double well, check that. I know about um, criticizing the referees. Right? That is, that, that's NBA I, regulation. This is yes. code of conduct like player and NBA. Makes, 
whatever. This makes no sense to me, but but Ashley, uh, we'll go ahead before I move on. You have something to say? He's looking it up for me to oh, see yeah, if I was that's looking a, it up. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ashley, you remember when we first start talking about this, and it may have been like the second day, right? James Harden came out. He said what he said, mm-hmm. right? And then I think maybe a day or two later, we had another discussion um, about James Harden. Right. And what I said is I could see the NBA coming together saying we cannot let this happen. And that's that's what's happening now is the NBA is looking at this and saying, man, this is a mess. And if James Harden does this, then who's going to do it next? I don't know if we we've seen messy situations, Mm -hmm. but this might be the messiest situation ever in the NBA. Right. We, we know about uh, players asking for trades. We know about players sitting out. We know about all of that. But for James Harden mm-hmm. to go out there on record, say it's time to get, it's time to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think he and hopefully I'm not, you know, I didn't fall for a prank, but I think he like uh, posted a story of like a fat bodysuit. No, that wasn't him. That was oh, that wasn't him. OK, good. That was so thank on you. Twitter. They drew it like he's going to put on his fat suit. Like no, I know. I saw it was like James Harden repo- like oh, posted this. This was last week. And so and then you go out there and you look into the camera and say, I'm not playing for this guy. He's a liar. I think this is the NBA coming down just like the NFL has done. Time and time again, saying we can't let this happen. It's a, this it's could a, be a trickle down again, effect to other guys code, in the it's NBA. It's the code of conduct crap. And what I what I don't like about it is that if the roles were reversed and Daryl Morey came out and called James Harden a liar, are you going to find him a hundred thousand dollars? And it's not about the money. Let's make it very clear. It's not about the money because little baby and James Harden blow that in a strip club on a regular night. So it's not about the money. I'm telling you, it's it about is. the principle. The principle of the matter is, is that if the roles are reversed and Daryl Morey or, you know, whatever owner came out and bashed their player or a head coach came out and bashed their player publicly, yep. whether at the podium, whether at the mic during training camp. And we've heard some not so great comments, whether, you know, suddenly or directly made about players via their coaches, via the front office, via management. And there's no repercussions for that. So one of my favorite sayings is what's good for the goose has to be good for the gander. Like you can't pick and choose who is held to a certain standard of respecting their employer and employee in a workspace. If that's what this is all about, that has to go both ways. Because if I can't call you a liar, you can't call me a bum. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Can, can I ask you guys a question? This reminds me of that Jim Ursay response to um, Jonathan a couple weeks ago where he said, if we died, like, no one would care, right? right? I know it may not be in the same vein of criticism, mm-hmm. but do you guys think that that's fair that he gets to say that and not get fined? Yeah, I don't think he – I don't I don't think uh, – I think what Jim Ursay was trying to say was the game is bigger than us. Yeah, it was okay. – the way he it, said it was different. ugly. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. yeah, I agree. A- Ashley um, – I'm 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 with you, and I think you're 100% right. Um, but I again, I think that this is this is bigger than just the code of conduct, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, there's so many things that we overlook in our leagues, right? There's so many rules. We're like, all right, we'll let this one go. I truly believe that this is the NBA trying to get James Harden in line because if you get James Harden in line, then the other guys will follow. That's what they're assuming, right? Um, I remember the uh, Houston, the the Houston owner for the Houston, the, the owner for the Houston Texans, uh, back in like 2016, made a comment. It was a, it was to his team, 
right? But it was, there was no cameras around, but all the players came out and said, man, this owner just said this to us. Uh, I believe he said, uh, we can't let the inmates run the yard. Yes, that was, and that remember was, that? wasn't that fresh off before? It was uh, Kaepernick. Yes, Kaepernick, right. But he, yeah, that owner was wow. Uh, it was his father, right? Uh, uh, Bob McNair? Yeah, Bob, Bob McNair. McNair, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he, he said some wild things over the years, but I, I think that's what this is. Uh, it, it's just that because where James Harden is taking this, I don't know. Do you have any, is there any other case out there that we can, you know, compare this to? What do you mean? Like currently Messiness, or just in the... Just period. Like Yeah, what I the, mean, there's been a bunch of messy situations. You have to look at when AD forced his way out of New Orleans. Yeah, but AD wasn't saying nothing, though, Ashley. That's I, what I'm saying. I'm no, talking about... No, I think AD said he wasn't nearly as bad. No, he refused to play. Right. Um, And then he got Rich Paul to get him out of there. Um, I think... I mean, no, Ben that's Simmons a, never said anything. He just wasn't going to... He never said anything. <laughs> That's what I'm just, saying. I'm even trying to look it up. I don't this, see it, But this it's powerful what James Harden is doing. Because think about this. James Harden came out and said what he said. And then what happened after that? You had P.J. Tucker support him. You had Chris Paul yep. come out and support him. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Uh, I don't know if Joel Embiid said anything. But you had like you had like three, four prominent people say like, no, nah, like Daryl Morey is a liar. Daryl Morey yeah. is tripping. I think you, the only person you can, you can kind of go ahead and say was probably as vocal and against the grain, maybe Kyrie when he wanted out of Brooklyn. Yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't like this Kyrie messy. was talking. Kyrie was talking. Yeah. Like it wasn't, he wasn't calling nobody a liar, but he, he was, leave. he was chirping. Okay. All right. Well, it, it's close. It's close. But uh, look, Ashley, I don't know what's next. This is going to piss this man off. He already dug in. He, he He's planted his flag in the ground. He's saying, I want to be out of here. Now you come find him. You know that what this reminds me of is my situation with Josh McDaniels in Denver. We don't want to hear this story again. No, right? you didn't. You didn't never heard the story. I never told this story. Oh my Josh God. McDaniels, because I was doing a hold in. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, <clears throat> he comes to me and he say, hey, we want to pay you. So this is our last preseason game. Mm -hmm. I've been sitting in the back of the room with a hoodie on for weeks. Not a hoodie. Not new, pl new playbook, new regime, new everything. Never opened up the playbook, never took notes. We're a week away from the season, <laughs> right? And so we're doing this back and forth. So he brings me in after all this. I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to pay. He said, we want to pay you. But what I want you to do is stay behind. We're going to go to Seattle. I want you to clear your head. We're going to get a deal done over the weekend. And when we come back Monday, it's a fresh start. Can we get an ISO on Brandon while right? he tells the story, please? So, this is so, funny. So what ended up happening, Ashley, I stay in Denver, Colorado. I don't know what the hell I was doing while the team was in Seattle. And then you had the team there, and they start going back and forth with my agent. They send over a deal that says, hey, this is how they open it up. Here's the headline. Yo, you're going to be the richest Bronco in the history uh, 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 of this organization, right? But to make that money, more money than John Elway ever made. Whoa. And they said, to make this money, you got to score four rushing touchdowns and your yards per catch goes up. These are all the things that they control, and I'm not a running back, right? So I didn't take the deal. You know what happened when he came back? He hit me for conduct detrimental to, to the team. And you know how much that fine was? $75,000. That's what this reminds me of. And you know what it did? It pissed me off even more, right? So I say all that to say this, that I can see James Harden even digging even more and getting messier. James Harden going to play in China, Ashley. We can move on. 
He's playing in China. He's not playing in Philly this year because oh you said God. there's no market for him. So what is he going to do? He's China's his only option, huh? He's going to join Ta- Dwight Taiwan? Howard in Taiwan <laughs> on that little buggy. Taiwan remember? ain't paying. Calling out all those names on I the buggy. I can't. I can't. Ta- Taiwan ain't paying enough. Ashley, um, Rihanna. 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 Yes. I know yeah, everyone's like, why do you say her name like that? That's no, how so you pronounce her name. Rihanna, you're right. Rihanna is the American way I of saying that at it. The Super Rihanna Bowl. is the Bayesian way of saying it. But Rihanna recently gave birth secretly to her second baby with ASAP Rocky. It is reported that it is another boy for the couple, mm. and his name will begin with A R. Um, it also is reported that she says that she feels that her family is now complete. Don't know if that oh. means that she won't oh. be having any more kids, but she says she feels yeah. her family is complete. Um, I love this. They're such a cute couple. They are. Like, such a fly couple, a dope couple. One thing I really like, too, about them is, like, I don't know if, like, you guys remember, but they've crossed paths multiple times in their careers, but she was always dating somebody else. She was with Drake or she was with Chris Brown. She was or with Drake? Travis Yes, yeah, Rihanna sure. and Drake yeah. were together for a minute. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Travis Scott, I think maybe they briefly tried to date, but it didn't work out, and they, they went their different directions, but they always, they she said in her um, a Vogue article that I read, they always remained friends. They always remained in each other's lives. They remained a friendship, and then one day they h- were hanging out as friends, mm-hmm. and it was different, yeah, and it, then it, that's it, it what happened. kind of just started this relationship, and now they have a beautiful family together. Listen, this is a uh, this is a cool couple, and uh, they're under a lot of uh, pressure, uh, huge uh, uh, microscope on them every single day. So hopefully they make it. They're one of the examples. We need more great examples in our culture. Do you think they get married? Yeah, I mean they got two kids. They already married. Yeah. No, but I think, I, I'm saying, do you think they get married? Married? They got it. I can see it. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes you don't know what's going on. Sometimes, man, in this Hollywood world, man, they be doing stuff just to, for the... I ain't Let us know, be. No, clout. no, I'm just saying, like, you know, people do things to push their career for. I'm not saying this is the situation. Yeah, I But we've seen saying. this. you never seen this before. I'm going to date this person because of that. We're going to yeah. stay together. Oh, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> One career boosts another. Look, you, you said something interesting, uh, Ashley, about her saying her family is complete. You know, at the Super Bowl, you know... Um, she was there. She performed. It was a, a, a legendary moment for her. That's where mm-hmm. she actually revealed baby number two. And the world went crazy. There was more people watching her than they were watching the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. I think viewership mm-hmm. went up by probably 20-something million uh, 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 watchers. Um, but after that, everybody was like, yo, we want to see. We, we were expecting you to announce you know, your tour or a new album. People are waiting for a project. The girl Rihanna. is a billionaire. She don't have to do any of that. Leave her alone. Yeah, I mean, I want correct. R9, though. Trust me, I want R9. But What's like, R9? That's the name of the project? No, R9 would be Rihanna 9, like her ninth album. Okay. That's what the fans call uh, it. Like, just because they don't have an album, they say R9. We want R9. Like, we want All her. right, so recently, Ashley, you went to uh, Beyonce's concert on Friday, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you seem to be a fan of also Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got Beyonce and you got Rihanna. They both have a concert in South Florida um, at the same at the same time. Where whose uh, concert do you go to? Always Beyonce, and I've okay. seen Rihanna live twice. How was it? She's dope. She's not like a performer, performer like a Beyonce, but it's a vibe. Like it's a it's a it's a cool mm. like atmosphere and stuff. But um, Beyonce puts on a show. Show. I'm talking. Mm. Production. Yeah. I'm talking 
visuals it is a theme it is like watching a broadway play like from just a production standpoint the costume changes her mic is on she's singing she's dancing mm, like yeah, it's it just it's basically Sorry. like watching a movie in like in front of you did, like she had see... disco balls and floating horses and fireworks and robots and it was just <laughs> yeah. crazy and it was blue ivy somewhere blue you, ivy pops you, up you, she had a metal tank see, that she uh, was on with a stripper tour? pole in it it was crazy did huh? you see on the on a run tour i have i saw on the run that was renaissance i saw the mrs carter tour i saw the formation world tour if there is beyonce tour i have seen it i saw the last one was with uh her and jay-z that's the the on the run tour which one no the formation world tour was her last tour that's when she did that um um i'm talking about the one with her and oh uh, that was on the run tour which one was better because i haven't seen this one on the run tour this no one. this one was way better really on the run was dope though on the run was super cool because um it was her and jay-z so if you're a fan of jay-z you got to hear a lot of his yeah. songs too because they performed together and then they performed separately yeah, so dope. jay was performing a bunch of his catalogs mm-hmm. so it was two it was like three concerts in one so that was dope but from a standpoint of like visuals and graphics and this um renaissance tour was just like a giant party it yeah. was basically like imagine going to the coolest club like studio 54 back in the day and she had like i said horses and she had disco balls and she had the the guys the you know they had, they right. had a voguing contest and like like in the middle of performance so, she had a metal tank with a stripper okay pole okay in it. Like, Ashley, it okay okay let me it ask another sick. okay okay let me ask you another question mm-hmm. are you a swifty so now you have Taylor Swift, who's having a legendary run as well, and she's up against Beyonce. There's real no no real competition, but they're both on tour right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you pick? Uh, uh, well, I already know the answer. You're going to Beyonce over I, Taylor Swift. I like Taylor Swift's music, but if I had to pick, and I only had a one ticket, I could go to it would be Beyonce. But I have my friend Anna went to Taylor Swift in Tampa, mm-hmm. and uh. she she really and she went to Beyonce also though. But she really enjoyed Taylor Swift. But it's a different type of performance. Taylor Swift doesn't dance. Guys, she doesn't like... Guys, are y'all going to Beyonce with your lady? Y'all going to Taylor Swift with your lady? Let me know. Jump in the chat. But I brought that up because Bill Belichick well, chimed we, in. Well, okay. We skipped one, but we'll go back. That's fine. Well, Bill Belichick uh, is this. Yeah, what happened? I'd also like to add in because I, I grew up very close to the stadium. Uh, what was called Joe Robbie is whatever it is now. Um, hard, 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 rock. hard Rock. Yeah, Hard Rock. When Taylor Swift finished her concert... The streets was just littered with people for hours. I never seen anything like it. No, yeah. her fan base yeah. is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I could tell you right now, her fan base is insane. Her, who has who has more followers, fan, Taylor Swift her, or Beyonce? Her fan base is so insane that they are selling tickets literally just outside of the arena, the stadium she's playing, just so people can listen to the show. Yeah. Not even see it. But um, I got Beyonce at three hundred and fourteen to Taylor's two sixty seven. Okay. Well, winning. Yeah. Listen and. And Ronaldo and um, Messi. No, Ronaldo has both the amount of Taylor Swift and Beyonce oh. combined. So. <laughs> Hold on, Ronaldo has almost six hundred. Ronaldo is the most followed person on Instagram. You, really? He has over six hundred million followers. Yeah, six hundred and one currently. Bots. They're bot. No, they're real bot, people. Bot. They're real people. Well, uh, I saw something uh, his, this his week. His photos get so like 10 petty. million likes. It's crazy. Yeah, but I saw something yeah. with Elon Musk. Elon Musk uh, has like 100-something million followers on, uh, t- on on X, whatever it's called, Twitter. But someone did a report, and they're like 40% of his followers um, have um, 
zero followers or never posted. <laughs> like ghost right? accounts? Yeah, like yeah. all ghost accounts. Oh. So like 40 to 50% of his followers just ghost accounts. That's what they're saying. So Renato could potentially have some bots happening. Well, listen, we're talking Beyonce, Rihanna, and Taylor Swift, but Bill Belichick has picked a side and his side is Taylor Swift. He said that she is, quote, tough. He, he she <laughs> she has garnered his respect. I'm guessing he saw her. Why was her. he talking about Taylor Swift I'm anyway? Guessing, I'm guessing he saw her in concert when she was recently in New England um, or Boston rather. Right. And he said that she gained his respect. She's out there for hours playing the guitar, guitar singing songs, and <laughs> he is a fan. Can you imagine Bill Belichick at a Taylor Swift concert? Well, we saw uh, and he knew Aaron Rodgers was song. At, a, at Taylor Swift's concert, and you saw Tom Brady was there, but I couldn't imagine Bill Belichick there. Absolutely not. Bill no. Belichick knew the name of her song. I he saw even the clip. It. I saw the clip. His PR people gave him that answer. Oh, come like, on, Brandon. Have we ever seen Bill Belichick sit down to do a podcast like that? What show was this? Why was he doing it? And he was, why is he talking about yeah. Taylor Swift? He was asked Swift? at training camp. Yeah, but we never seen him in this space. Actually, I want to see Bill Belichick do more damn podcast like this doesn't it this feel like he a- said he said quote she's tough man she stu- she just stood out there and played right through it talking about taylor swift playing in the rain when she was i believe uh, in that's boston why he said tough. okay yeah okay so right. do we have a clip of this at all there was no clip of it there was no clip no. okay uh, but he knew the name of her songs and all that stuff listen Stephen A. Smith said he spent 20 grand on Taylor Swift tickets. You know who else is tough? Oh, what? yeah, I saw that. Did you see that? I did. 20 grand yeah, on Taylor Swift tickets. I mean, obviously, he was probably like the whole VIP experience, so it was probably a little bit more. You but know who 20 else is tough? What happened? Skip Bayless is tough. Oh, God. Skip, he's winning right now, Ashley. Skip Bayless is winning. Because when I think about Skip Bayless and what's happening, right? So for some people to have been living in under a rock over the last couple of months. Oh, <laughs> Uh, was this, Shannon Sharp left the show, right? Like Correct. nobody, well, I think we may have felt some things happening going back to the DeMar Hamlin thing and they start having some explosive debates and some some real head-to-head uh, uh, confrontation. Um, but then all of a sudden one day they're like, oh, I'm, I bought myself out, right? And since then, Ashley, I would say that he's had the biggest rebound of the year. And when I think about FS1, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Undisputed, I think about them going head to head with First Take, right? Because Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless started together. They created, it feels like they created this whole debate world, this type of show. But then they went their separate ways. Mm-hmm. And Shannon Sharp came in, and to me, he was one of the best on television. But he leaves. And since then, you add who? Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. Little Wayne. And now, here you go. Michael Irvin, Keyshawn Johnson just added to the mix. Actually, this came out yesterday. So, are they swapping oh, wow. people? I'm confused. That's what it and, seems and my, like. Oh, because Michael Irvin was what Shannon, now, Shannon Sharp now is to Stephen A. Smith. So, they just swapped? Okay, so basically, Skip Bayless took Stephen A.'s model, right? So, Stephen A. walked away from Max Kellerman. They had a nice little run together. And he went to this... Hey, let's go to this contributor model. I'm going to have Michael Irvin on a Monday, and I'm going to have this guy on a Tuesday, and this person during basketball season. Mm -hmm. So that's what they did. Michael Irvin's in this position because at the Super Bowl, um, Mm -hmm. he was accused of, like, touching a lady. But the Marriott is actually in the wrong, and they're about to probably pay Michael Irvin a shit ton of money because when the footage came out, he didn't even touch the lady. Mm -hmm. But 
uh, ESPN and also NFL Network is like, well, we're going to sit this one out. Mm-hmm. Skip Bayless said, hell no, I'm going to go get Michael Irvin. So um, I think that – I don't know if this is going to make this show better, but I think it's going to make us tune in, right? And now the chemistry – Well, we got to see the chemistry. Like, how are they going to work together? It takes time. Like, if you go back to when Skip and Shannon first started – it was rough for the first couple of months, maybe even the first six to nine months. I would say months. the first year. I yeah. think the difference, though, is is if you look, uh, Skip has a connection to all of those people in some way, shape, or form. Him and Lil Wayne are friends. He knows Keyshawn from his time at ESPN. I'm sure him and Michael Irving have, you know, him being a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan, that's the connection there. Also, you got to remember Rachel Nichols is going to be on during NBA yep, season. Yep, they yep. have a relationship. So these are all people who... While they're new, Richard Sherman, notoriously, they well, went, they went at it at some in some way, shape, or form. There's a history, there's a backstory there, and I think that the transition, although it may take a while for them to figure out each other's like buttons yep. and stuff, I do think, think the, the transition and the chemistry will be there a lot quicker than it was with Shannon, who he didn't know. Right. Well, I don't know. It's mm. tough. These shows are tough. You know, I, we we we're not a debate show, but you and I will debate. You know, here and there, maybe once a week. And probably once a month, it gets really heated, right? Mm-hmm. But think about this. We've been doing this for six months, and there's been several, there's been at least two times where, you know, we have to have conversations after, like, you good? I'm good. You good? Cool. And we have to have the, you know what I mean? So, like, that's the thing about daily shows. You've seen it on FS1, on Undisputed. You've seen it on First Take, even when Skip and Stephen A was there. So, how are they going to handle those moments? Richard Sherman, he's the type of dude, remember how, how this relationship even yeah. started. He went on first take and challenged them, right? I'm better at life. So I think it's going to start <laughs> off great, but then when you're in like halfway through the season and Skip is saying something crazy, Richard Sherman, like we are expecting Richard Sherman to be Richard Sherman. If you're not, you lose all credibility and we ain't rocking with you no more, right? Yeah. What are they going to do in that moment? I need Richard Sherman to just once say, I'm better at life. <laughs> better at life than you. <laughs> like, just bring it back once at the perfect clip? moment. I'm better at life with, than you. He said that to him. He was With hot. a straight face, but it was Stephen A's face that was funny because Stephen A went like this. <laughs> I, didn't we play it on the show before? We did. We played it Please show this times. clip. Stephen A literally <laughs> closed his eyes and like it was almost like a dart went through his heart because he felt that. He was like, damn, Skip, that's crazy. Right. That had to hurt. Right. Um, that was so good. Yeah. Are you watching? I'm better at life. Are you watching? I didn't watch before. Are you watching? I, I mean, don't care about all of that. Are you watching Monday? Put it back up. What they say Monday at what time? Please. Uh, nine thirty. Monday nine thirty Eastern. If you're in the West Coast, like uh, uh, Damn, JP that's and Jazz, that's six thirty. Are you watching Ashley Nicole Moss? I will probably watch like the first week, like to see like the vibe and like who comes in, and, and then I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you. Why I'm not. Like I'm. That? I'm not probably gonna watch. Why'd that you again. just say it like that? What? I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with no, you. No, because I was thinking like, of two things. That I'm gonna be hundred <laughs> percent. I'm gonna be. No, no. She for went real. from New York to. <laughs> I'm gonna be really, really honest. Like I'll probably watch the premiere week. Right. So that like, well, because we'll probably talk about it and dissect right. it, and I want to like actually have the knowledge of it to be able to speak on it. But I probably yeah. won't. First of all, I don't even know where FS1 is on my cable. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't watch me when I was on uh, uh, First Things First for that year. You didn't watch me, Ashley. No, I didn't. I I didn't. Dang. I, I don't even know where it is. Like you I don't. I don't even know, know how. I, was to, back I know what the number of ESPN is on the top of my head. I have no idea where this is. I, I just know, don't. I'm just thinking about what I just said. I 
I just kind of met you. What two, I was three in, years I, ago. when I you were no on that clue. show, I was probably what? What year were you on that <laughs> show? I was what? That was uh, 2020, 2021? 2020, 2021? Yeah. Oh, no, I wasn't watching that. I wasn't watching FS1. That show was weak as hell. Yeah. I, I, again, I like, I I like Nick Wright. I like Nick Wright, but that show, and I like Chris Bouchard. Chris took my spot, um, um, gave it to him. Um, yeah. Really quick before we move on, I don't know where you're trying to take news or if we're, we have other topics, but can we bring JP in? JP, are you there? Last time we called on you, uh, uh, Ashley, in the open of this show, she said this is the voice of God. Like Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Uh, JP, if you're there, can you come in and give us an update on what's happening in the chat? Um, what are you seeing? You know, I see us hitting 400, 500. You know, so shout out to everybody's rocking with us. Um, those are big numbers for us. We're going to continue to grow. But JP, are you there? Voice of God, are am, you there? I am present, sir. Okay, what's going on in in the world of our chat? For starters, B Morale, who doesn't have a job, is fresh off of vacation in the chat talking crazy. <laughs> who doesn't yeah, actually, have a job? Actually, what are they <laughs> I told you. I told you at the beginning of the you show. Didn't say that. Didn't I say we need JP's voice? JP, we're yeah. gonna put a. We're gonna send out a video camera to your 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 apartment, your condo, the house, wherever the hell you live, because you are now a part of the show. Well, explain what's happening. Can I get a tissue, please? You <laughs> see, what's what, so JP? What's happening? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, move your mic out the show. Super chatter, he's but he's, I'm glad he's back. Fresh off vacation, he took a week off to get his affairs in order, and we're happy to have him. How do you how do you go on vacation without a job though? Like, this is what we need to ask B Morale. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay, so B Morale's back. What is he saying though? Like that's so wild. Uh, he trolled, trolled, trolled your boat. I mean, he thinks that, <laughs> listen, today, today he said that Jonathan Taylor is the second coming of Eric Dickerson. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, all right. What, all right. Why, why is that a troll, though? Like, I, that went over my head. Well, that was just the wildest thing he said today. Also, <laughs> Hey, hey, hold on. Uh, B. Morale just jumped in the chat. He said flight points. I said, how are you going to go on vacation and you don't got a job? He said flight points. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you don't even say it right. Ain't no flight points. What is it called? Uh, uh, something miles. What is it? Ashley, get yourself together. <laughs> this is hilarious. All right, what else is going on in the chat, JP? Uh, Ashley's going to like this one. Uh, half the chat believes that Jay-Z is overrated and not the goat of rap. Wow. Okay. What it, <laughs> well, that is, I, I, I'm not even going to debate that. You know, listen, everybody have their own opinions, their own thoughts, their own tastes. You know what I mean? I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. Uh, I think he's the GOAT. He's my GOAT. And, I mean, he's like MJ. When you think about MJ, you got to look at what he did on. You got to look at what he did on the court and off the court. Jay-Z's in that same boat. So, anything else before we move on? I think Ashley might be ready to move on to daily route. Uh, anything else from our chat? The last thing is a uh, Jay Payne Golf who has benevolently asked to host us at the Mile High Stadium in uh, your former Denver Broncos town. He believes that if Josh McDaniels was never 
your coach, you would have been a Denver Bronco for life. Is there any validity to that statement? Uh, uh, there's no validity behind that statement. The first four years of my career was uh, uh, very bad, <laughs> like terrible. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I didn't get it. Um, you know, so, you know what, probably because, you know, if Coach Shanahan, if we kept Coach Shanahan, I had a great relationship with Coach Shanahan. We had a number one offense, you know, Drew Brees actually passed us the year they won a Super Bowl, like the last week of the, of the, uh, of the, of the, the season. Um, but we had a great nucleus, a great core group of guys. So yeah, probably 100%. Damn, but, but, but no, I, I, I probably would have played like 10 years and then went and played, you know, another two to three somewhere else. Right. But hell, maybe I would have been like Larry Fitzgerald, right, where they would have worked with me, put me at tight end and move me in the slot or something like that. But that was good. Listen, guys, uh, we appreciate you guys so much. This is Ashley Nicole Moss. This is uh, Brandon Marshall. Uh, We got Wu out west. We got BC in the booth. We got JP. What are we saying about JP? We got Mander Legend and we got JP something. Mm. So JP, the voice of God. JP, the jokester. The voice of God. Okay, the voice of God. Oh yeah, that's good. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. We got JP, the voice of God. We're on Faction Talk, Sirius XM, um, channel one hundred and three for all of our listeners. Some people that rock with us every single day, just in their car, right? So we mm-hmm. appreciate you guys um, uh, uh, rocking with us. I got a, I got some um, housekeeping, cl- housekeeping uh, items that I want to go through. Just one, really, not a few, just one. How, how would you guys feel if we tested out another time? 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., start time. Like, please, send me your thoughts. Because I don't want to disrupt B. Morale's routine. You got Christy O, Pamela. I don't know. Is Ghost St. Patrick back? He came and then he left like a ghost. <laughs> he came today? Yeah. Oh, so he was here. So even Ghost St. Patrick, they, you know, those are people that's been with us from day one. I need to add more people to that list. I feel like I keep saying the same people. But um, there's so many people to rock with us. But please jump in the chat and tell me the time, the best time for y'all. Is it 9 a.m.? Is it 10 a.m.? Is it 11 a.m.? Before I even do that, I need to ask you, Ashley. How do you feel about it? Twin? Partner? I have no feelings on the matter. So you'll do 6 a.m.? I will not do 6 a.m. 7 a.m.? No. 8 a.m.? No. 9 a.m.? Maybe. Really? Yes. I do not see you as a morning person. I'm not, but I would do a 9 a.m. What time do you wake up? 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, and y'all know where I'm going with it. Can y'all imagine Ashley on a 6 a.m. Uh, production meeting? Can you imagine? I can't, I can't, I can't, I, I can't know. see Can it. I imagine you on a 6 a.m. production I'm meeting? I'm up at 5 a.m. I was up at 5 a.m. this morning just sitting around on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But you know, it put our team in a bind, JP and Jazz. JP, how do you feel about it? Because this early for you, we have a night, is it 10 a.m.? And so you're on, you guys got to get up early. A seven. Yeah. So how do you feel about it, JP? I actually like this time because I can walk to the gym, work out with Magic Johnson, and then get in the booth and get in the chat and get ready. Oh, that was a real thing that you said earlier this yeah, morning? Yeah, they like go you- to the same gym. Oh, don't disclose your gym, but this is real? Like, you actually see Magic Johnson? He actually owns the gym, so people can Google it. It's not, it's a thing. Like, you couldn't really just walk in there. But yeah, Magic Johnson owns the gym. What's the gym? Equinox. Equinox? Yeah. Who Say it again? I say like Equinox myself. <laughs> Bro, you so smart. How you messed that up? He said Equinox. 
<laughs> someone said to me, someone said to me, Ashley's light skin. She gonna be mean in the morning. This is true. This is true. I'm not a I'm not a morning person. My dad says 12 p.m. because people have morning meetings. People with jobs. Mr. Jeff, where he at? Let me meetings. see. Where Jeff at? He's he's where is he at? Ashley's in dad's in the chat. Yeah, he says 12 p.m. Oh, people Jeff with jobs Moss. have morning meetings. Um, I feel like I, I, I that's this is not hidden right for me i see jeff moss but you know we call you ashley nicole moss what's your father's middle name i feel like it should be jeff boom moss. Nicole oh, moss what is the go what that was such a fed question brandon what's his middle name i can't disclose that do you even know your father's middle name? i do but i don't know if everybody else needs to know that what's your father's middle name i don't i can't disclose that what's your mother's middle name can't disclose that information either mr jeff what's your middle name <laughs> Can't disclose no, that I'm asking him. He's in the he chat. He's Mr. not going to tell you. I bet, I bet he will. I bet you well, he no, will. Well, no. Now he's going to side with you. Mr. Jeff, mm -hmm. there's no bet. Can you please disclose your middle name? He's can, not going to disclose it. Let's see if he does. What if someone's trying to look him up? What if the feds are looking for We can already do it. It's Jeff Moss. There's the, a lot of The Jeff father Mosses. of Ashley Nicole Moss. <laughs> Married to. Where's mm -mm. he at? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Let's see if he jumps in. Mm -mm. We we'll get back to the show here. The chat's calling you a fed. We got a couple people saying just keep the time. One says the timing is perfect right after first. Be Marsh the informant. The <laughs> Hold on. Where's Mr. Jeff? He's Mr. not going to answer you. Yes, he would. Stop saying that. He okay. will jump in. Let, tell him to jump in and just tell you. Tell, give us an answer. Some answer. They gave you a middle name. The Fed. Brandon the Fed Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brandon's middle name is public information. It's Tyrone. How you know my middle name? It's public information. We all know your middle name. Better That's your middle name, Tyrone? Tyrone. Brandon Tyrone Marshall. <laughs> yeah. They clone Tyrone? Listen, I mean, I think, look, would you guys rock with me, please? Next week, I want to try a different time, just a little earlier. Like 11? Can we try 10 a.m.? Okay. Can we try 10 a.m. just for the week? Will you guys rock with us? 10 a.m. at Let's take a vote. Star? Let's take a vote. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right mr jeff is definitely not jeff um fun fact guys did you know this jp's middle name is also tyrone what that's mm -hmm. crazy jtp y'all all literally tyrone twins you know what you guys should know this about me too my middle name's not tyrone <laughs> what is your middle name what's your middle name uh i actually have two really yeah, what we don't have it? two middle names. Anthony Felix. That's cool. Yeah, that's not. That's not. That's you have four names. You don't. You yeah, don't have, have two names. middle names. No, you can't no. have two middle names. You could have two middle yeah. names. You could have two last names. What if your last name's hyphenated? Yeah. <laughs> so you are gonna hyphenate? I never heard of a hyphenated. Before middle we name. move on, though, I want to ask. We had this conversation with my girlfriends the other day. We were talking about like some of my friends are married and some are engaged and some are having Stop babies. Stop talking like that. Sorry. How would you feel about your wife not taking your name completely but hyphenating it? H hold on one second. Jeff Moss, if I catch someone on their phone at 10 a.m., I'm firing them <laughs> <laughs> out loud. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> oh, man. You're not answering the question, though. He's not going to answer the That's question. That's not I what we you. want. That's not what we're trying to talk about not right now, Mr. You. Moss. I'm not going to tell you. Mr. Moss, how do you feel about your daughter um, having a big moment and being with the elite of the elite, being named one of the faces of Tommy Hilfiger? How do you feel about that? Did you cry? 
He did y'all celebrate? He didn't? No. Did he give you a hug and say, baby, I'm so proud of you? I mean, it was a congratulations from my, both my parents, and then we moved on. What like, did they say? What did they do? They said congratulations, and then moved on. That's it. Listen, No wine, parents, no bottle of wine, no nothing? My parents don't like, they, how do I explain this? They're New Yorkers? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, good job, and then move on. Like, it's not, you know. Yeah, don't get caught in the moment. You don't get caught up in the moment so much, yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah. I think Mr. Jeff, uh... I think he's like, baby, no, my parents my are baby. ultimately like overall I think very proud you. of me, but they're, of course, I'm a daddy's girl, but like, they're not like, you know, throwing me a parade every time I do something fantastic. Parade inside my city. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at <laughs> All right, listen, Brandon wants to talk about this. Um, LeBron and Bronny James, Bron yeah. Bronny James, sorry, um, walked out with Drake at his L.A. show at the Crypto <laughs> Arena. We have the video of that, I believe. Um, as you guys know, Drake is on tour right now, and he's in some cities, sometimes has people. Look, here we go. Yeah. That's Look fire. at Drake with the Laker fit on. Well, the reason why I just wanted to highlight this quickly, right, because we know, what, uh, maybe six weeks ago, um, give or take, a day a couple days here and there whatever I definitely chop that up but we know the situation with Bronny James right and fast forward to today or last night whatever this uh, last night um, look at him he's in great shape right like this guy could be gone like, this kid could be gone there was a high school basketball player um, a couple of weeks ago right after Bronny went through this ordeal uh, went through the same thing cardiac arrest but he didn't make it oh wow right and so extremely blessed not only to be at the Drake concert coming out and showing everybody that he's he's, mm -hmm. he's, in, he's in a good place, but they're also saying that this should not impact uh, what he loves to do, and that's playing basketball. So that's a that's big. That's a great update for all of us, right? Yeah, definitely just happy to see. Oh, Bronny and Bryce James. I'm sorry. We're all at the show together. But yeah. Um, definitely just happy to see Bronny healthy and happy and up moving around. Um, that's the most important thing. So sending 
bunch of positivity to the James family. So we're going to go ahead and talk some ball now. Oh. Talk some actual sports. This is a sports <laughs> show, you know, after all, sometimes, most of the time. Right. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith confidently claimed yesterday on First Take that Stephon Diggs no longer wants to be on the Buffalo Bills. He said, quote, he wants out. I have my sources, and we have the video, so take a look at this. You got Stephon Diggs, this brother all-world receiver, but clearly wasn't happy, walked out, didn't want to talk to nobody, they came into training camp, they had some friction, they had to get settled and all of this other stuff. Brother wants out, by the way, I'm just telling you what I know, I got my own sources. Brother wants out, he don't want to be in Buffalo anymore. He don't want to be, I I'm telling you right now, I have my sources. Stephon Diggs got to be there, but he would prefer to be gone because he's lost a level of belief in the Buffalo Bill. That's right, I said it. It's Stephen A, baby. I'm not, I'm telling you what I know, okay? You, they, they can don't deny it. They can tell you what they want. I have my sources. I'm telling you what I know, all right? But he's not going to force his way out. He know he got to be there and they got to perform. But he ain't feeling the Buffalo Bills the way that he once did because he feels there's a window of opportunity <laughs> that they may have missed out on. Josh Allen's got to show them that's not true. <laughs> Well, listen, oh, Stephon Diggs is calling cat because he went ahead and tweeted out, quote, 100% not true. I don't know who the source is, but I thought I'd nip this shit in the bud already. Right. Brandon, who is fact and who is cap? This is a tough one for me, Ashley. Mm -hmm. um, where there's smoke, there is fire. Oh, okay. And so, um, look. The Diggs brothers, uh, they've trained here at House of Athlete, you know, here and there over the last few years. Uh, they're amazing people. I love their mom, you know, so I wouldn't call them, you know, brothers or anything like that. But we have a, we have a really nice relationship, right? So uh, I haven't talked to either of them about this situation, but actually we talked about it, right? Like we knew that... There was something going on in Buffalo, but nobody talked about it. But then minicamp came around. It was mandatory. He missed the first day. Mm -hmm. Okay, and this is the smoke. He missed the first day. His agent came to town. Mm -hmm. He was back out there, but they have to have a meeting. And, you know, I think there has been people saying like, yeah, he, he didn't show up and he didn't talk to his teammates, right? Mm -hmm. So that part of it, I believe, uh, is true. And earlier I was trying, we were on our, when we were talking about this earlier, I was thinking like, damn, I, I felt like I heard, you know, that he asked, uh, you know, to, to, to get out for a trade, but I, I don't recall that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to tell you that, you know what I mean? But when you don't show up for, you know, off season, which there's some vets that don't, and you show up for mini camp and you have, you know, a little friction there. You know, there, something was going on. Well, he now, never when, explicitly said he wanted a trade. It was reported that that's what he was looking for. And that was prior to him not showing up at um, minicamp. Right. So it never came out from Stefan Diggs specifically or his camp. But it has been circulating for a while that he was unhappy in Buffalo and wanted out. And wanted out. And, and so, look, he he came out and he said that. And that's, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to rock with that. But we definitely know that. I know the question was, is this factor cap? I mean, is it factors a cap? I think there's a, I think it's, it's like, eh, it's, it's I think eh. it's, eh. What's that? That's like a little bit of both, like PR, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, well, it's it damage be, control. It can't be Here's what I, cap. Could it be this though? Okay. Could it be this? Could it be that in the off season, he thought about it or maybe even asked for a trade, but then they had that meeting 
And then it was like, okay, we good now. Right? So Stefan Diggs, because if you listen to what Stephen A. said, he said he wants out. No. Stefan can come out and be, you know, 100% And say, honest. I wanted out. Correct. Mm. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, eh, it's not fact, fact or cap. Yeah, I, I can, okay, yes, I, I see that. I think that that's why he's saying it's not true because he was making it seem, Stephen A was like, making it seem like it's present tense. That's right. And Stefan Diggs at this point has already moved on from that, has already settled, settled his grievances right. wherever they were, whoever they were with, and now is focusing on the upcoming season, is, is content, is right. cool where he is. So technically, right. he doesn't want out. Yeah, that's not to say he never wanted out. <laughs> yeah, right, correct. Yes. That just means at this present time on August twenty second, two thousand twenty three, I do not want out. So you are wrong. But so yes and no. There you go. We're on the same page. I feel that. Um, when this first came out, I think it actually came out a couple of days ago. Uh, and again, I don't know what's real, what's not on damn social media anymore. It seems like Twitter is where we get our news, right? Mm -hmm. Y'all taught me that. Right. So I've been spending a lot of time on Twitter. Thanks, JP. Thanks, uh, Ashley. You're welcome. Um, but they had like uh, destinations that they asked for. Right. This is all speculation. I don't know if it's true or not, but they had. And this is where it got weird for me. The first destination was uh, the Giants. That's believable. Right. Because it's the biggest market. There's a lot of players. I think even Justin Jefferson may even said recently that he could see himself in New York. Mm -hmm. Right. So, like, everybody wants to be in New York except for basketball and playing for the Knicks for some reason. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, but then they had the Chicago Bears. And I'm like, I don't get the Chicago Bears. And then the third was, uh, so it was the Chicago Bears. And the third was uh, the Colts, I believe. I believe it was the Colts. Really? I don't understand the Chicago Bears. I like Justin Fields. I don't. But like, the I, don't, Colts. I don't. You know. But you have something good going on in Buffalo between you and Josh Allen, and it's not always great. Like we've seen this so many times. Tom Brady got into it with uh, Randy Moss, right? You've seen Antonio Brown get into it with uh, uh, Big Ben. You know, that's part of this relationship between a quarterback and wide receiver. You have these type of bumps, right? So. I just can't see him if he did ask for a trade saying I want to go to Chicago or I want to go to the Colts, right? Like, you're a guy, you're getting 150, 60 targets. Josh, you, you know, you look up his stats the last three years since he's been there or four years since he's been there. He's like, he's, ha he's having, he's a top five, top three receiver. Well, before, before we move on from this, let's dive into something, though. We have all of this that kind of transpired in the offseason. Stefan Diggs allegedly wanting out, allegedly not being happy with his role, the direction of the team. Him and Josh Allen had that everlasting image of them arguing on the sidelines during the loss to the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Then you also had him not showing up to minicamp. He eventually did show up, but it was late. And now this keeps circulating that he wants out, wants it out. Um, he's calling it out and saying it's not true. We know all of the, the pieces of the story. But the biggest piece is if the Buffalo Bills do not go ahead and perform to the liking of mm. Stephon Diggs, they don't win the Super Bowl, they don't go to the Super Bowl, they don't go to the conference championship, or they do go to the conference championship and they lose, do you see Stephon Diggs once again mm -mm. 
saying trying allegedly trying to force his way out of Buffalo. Do you think that this can be problematic heading into the season when people every time the Bills have a bad game, they resort to saying, "Well, this is why Stefan Diggs wants out." It can be distracting. It right. can be problematic in the locker room. That's right. Um some people play some people play for a championship, some people play uh, uh for the individual accolades and some people play for the fame. Mm-hmm. You got the money, right? And there's some guys that want it all. And there's some guys like 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 this the this the the scenery, right? Like mm-hmm. I want to be in big cities, et cetera, et cetera. I was a guy towards this second half of my career that was that I wanted it all. Not towards not the second half of my career, the end of my career. Mm-hmm. I was already in New York, right? So I'm building my brand, you know, I'm driving from Brooklyn up to, you know, 56 and 11th where CBS headquarters is shooting inside the NFL. So that was easier than when I was in Chicago and I had to fly there on an off day. So like I'm in my lane and I'm working on my transition, right? So I'm exactly where I want to be. And I love New York, but then the jets imploded, right? The first year, great. Second year we imploded. So now I'm like, damn, this is the end of my career. I got so how many years left? The Giants just went 11 and 5. Mm-hmm. The Giants have a Super Bowl winning, two time Super Bowl winning quarterback. They have stability, uh, a, a stable ownership group. They have a top five defense. They have Odell Beckham Jr. on the other side. Mm-hmm. So I felt like moving from, you know, uh, uh, Florham Park to where are they at? Where are they at? I don't even know what that part of where the Giants are, right by MetLife Stadium, whatever. Don't ask me. Ask Andrew. <laughs> Somewhere in New Jersey. Oh, right. you don't even know. I forgot you're a New Giants fan. So I, I felt. So no. I, listen. I don't know this. I felt <laughs> like the Giants would give me everything: an opportunity to win a championship, opportunity to extend, you know, into greatness from a numbers standpoint, the brand, the city, all of that. And then that didn't go well. I think that's where. Uh, Stefan Diggs is entering like that part of his career, right? Mm. There's nothing in Buffalo. And I don't know this, but if I'm Steph, when you look well, at Stefan Diggs, he's from a geographical standpoint, he, he he's a big fish in a small pond, right? Yeah. Stefan Diggs was made for New York. Stefan Diggs is made for LA. Like though I see him in those two markets and it's not about anything bad or, or any beef, but I could see Stefan Diggs, whether this year or next year saying, you know what was best for me in my career now and also getting ready for post is being in New York. Why? Or Dallas. Dallas is cool because yeah. of legacy and his brother. 100%. I like yeah. that bigger market. It's the second biggest football market. You know, in a, in a, in a, most in valuable franchise, but it is right. interesting that you bring up the small market because Stefan Diggs is a player who's always existed in a smart mar- small market. That's Minnesota, right. you get small tired market, of it. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, small market, and we talk about this all the time in the NBA. It's very rare to see a player go from a small market back to a small market once they've experienced a big market. Right. For example, I yep. remember at one point. You know, you'll always hear when, you know, when Katie left OKC and he went to Golden State. In terms of city, it's not the biggest city in California, has a bigger spotlight, but yep. then what happens? He goes to Brooklyn, New mm-hmm. York media. Then he goes to Phoenix. Again, Phoenix, not a major city when you think OKC. of, but it's bigger than OKC. <laughs> you know, when you think of major cities, you may not think of Phoenix, but the spotlight, it's That's very right. rare. The same thing with LeBron. When people, when LeBron went from Cleveland to Miami, back to Cleveland, it was home because he said he would always win a championship for Cleveland. But when people were saying, oh, he's going to resign, he's going to resign. 
Now, once you get a taste of a big market, you yeah. don't. It really takes a but, lot for you to go back. So what happens? He goes to L.A. Yep. You don't ever really want to go backwards. But, like it's but, a different game when you play in a Los Angeles. But isn't or New that York. the? But isn't that the perfect, you know, uh, um, example of what we're talking about? Right. LeBron James right now. Obviously, they're. You know, Stephon Diggs is a legend, but LeBron James right, is, right, right, right. is, you know, we debate if he's the GOAT or not, right? He's not right. the GOAT, but we debate it. Um, but remember, he went to L.A.Y. He wanted it all. Remember, there was right. a lot of pushback. He took a lot of criticism because it's like, oh, he's Hollywood. Now he's trying to do movies, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. He went there to get his money. He went to uh, win a championship, mm -hmm. you know, and he also went there to build uninterrupted Spring Hill and all the other ventures that he's into. Mm -hmm. yep. Space Jam. Right. So, so like, there's a lot of players. It's a copycat. We, 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 we copy each other. We study each other. Right. And when you think about, like, LeBron James, the Tom Brady's, where we're watching those moves. You know, basketball, football is the same thing. So I don't think, and, and I'm not trying to, this is not breaking news. This is not like, I haven't had this conversation. It's just a, you know, if right. I'm Stephon Diggs, I would, if I'm not going to win a Super Bowl in the next year or two, I would be like, yo, I'm trying to get to New York or LA. Right. right? Like Stephon Diggs, in a fashion standpoint, he's that guy right now. I don't For know sure. if there's a bit, and it's crazy how he was able to do it. I don't know, Ashley, if there's a, I'm not saying he's the flyest, which I love his his style. I think he's top five. But, yo, he is getting to the bag. All these brands want to work with him, and his team is doing a phenomenal job. So I, it's going to be interesting to see what he does in that space in the near future and years from now. Well, we, we spoke about LeBron a little bit in comparison to the Stephon Diggs situation. So we're going to stay in the state of California, and we're going to talk Steph Curry. Where are we going? What because happened? he recently was on a podcast and he said that he and Magic Johnson are the greatest point guards mm. ever. Listen to this. Mm. Are you the best point guard ever? Yes. I have to, yes. It's me and Magic, that's the, the conversation. Yeah. Okay, so for me, I was actually having this conversation with my dad yesterday and asked him if he agreed, and we were on the same page. It's a little bit... This is Jeff Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Still waiting on his middle name? Mm -hmm. Okay. This is a... Technically, the this is a true answer. But when you really dive into it, Steph Curry is not a true point guard. Okay, Magic Johnson was a yeah. true yeah. point guard. Just because you occasionally dribble the ball up and you run the offense throughout a game or throughout your career doesn't make you a true point guard. Steph is a combo guard. Steph shoots the basketball too much to be a true point guard. Steph doesn't lead and assist enough to be a true point guard. And that's okay because true point guards in the NBA, at least modern NBA, is virtually non-existent. Everybody, for the most part, is a combo guard. You score too much to be a point guard in the NBA. Same thing with a Kyrie. Jalen Brunson maybe is a true point guard. Even he, he, he scores too much to be a true point guard. Steph is not a traditional point guard. So yeah. by definition, his position, yes, yeah. I can agree with that, with what he's saying. But when you really dive into it, I don't think you can put him and Magic Johnson in the same conversation. Listen, Ashley, I'm not sure what's happening. Just based on that. Listen, I don't know what's happening right now, but this is the third time and maybe the first time where we had three 
topics that we agree on. Oh, wow. Listen to that. 100 percent. Right. Um, Good job. Okay, awesome. I, I like, I like, I like it. I like and it. And you both wore white. And we both wore white. We wore uh, black yesterday. yesterday. I'm right? wearing white. Somebody, my stylist <laughs> is telling her what I'm wearing. I wear white tees and black tees every day. I know, right? <laughs> it's so easy. No, but listen, this is why you're right, Ashley. Um, top five, and this is just a list that I uh, pulled up on Google. Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson. Then they have Steph Curry at three. Uh, I will put CP3. Probably four. CP3 is a true, true Yeah, Jerry West. And yeah. then you have Isaiah Thomas, right? And so I, I, I now put uh, CP3 probably at five or four, okay? Um, this is no knock on Steph Curry. This is actually a uh, 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 um, a salute to Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. There, comes a, there, comes a, there comes a time every once in a while in sport or in music where someone just transcend what everybody else was already doing. Steph Curry is not a point guard. He's not a shooting guard. He's Steph Curry, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what Steph Curry is. So we, we had this conversation uh, two years ago, three years ago, when CP3 was going on a run, and we're like, oh, is he top five now? I'm talking about the point guard. He already had that name. And then they kept putting Steph Curry in there. Steph Curry in there was like, no, like – Steph Curry is different. He's not a point guard, yeah. to what Ashley's saying. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's because, Ashley, it's just like the way he revolutionized the game, if I'm saying that correctly, Absolutely. right? Like, yeah. right. The, how, nobody shot that deep. Were people shooting that deep before nope. Steph Curry? No, but then also— I mean, Gilbert Arenas was taking some deep shots, right. but not like this. But we no. also have to look at the landscape of the NBA now, right? For example, this is probably the most positionalist era of basketball True. we have been in. So with that alone, positions are almost irrelevant versus when Magic Johnson was playing. But also, if you look at the way that the Warriors are construction, they run what's called a motion offense. So they don't really have a true point guard. But if you had to give them a point guard, it'd be Draymond Green. He's the primary ball handler. He's constantly going ahead and assisting, you know, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, whoever else (laughs) is on the floor. He is the one who constantly has the ball in his hand. That is his job. So if you wanted to go ahead and label anybody a point guard, by definition, by position that he plays, yes, it's Steph Curry by what's next to his name, but by actually what the definition of a point guard is, it's Draymond. Steph has always been a combo guard. He's a small guard, point guard. He just does not... He's not within that position of being a true point guard that I can even compare him to a Magic Johnson because they're so drastically different in what they did and what they currently do. I would say if we're talking point guards, you got to bring up a Chris Paul. Chris Paul was like the last of one of the true point guards or is the last true point guard, I would say, in the NBA right now. I agree with you, Ashley. I was laughing and sorry if I uh, distracted you there, but when you uh, talked about Draymond Green, I'm like, y- you're right. But I thought about like what broke up, you know, uh, KD, Draymond, uh, Ka- not Ka- I was about to say Kyrie, uh, Clay, and mm-hmm. Steph. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> he took the point guard too far. <laughs> the boys, he brought up the ball in the clutch. KD sitting there wide open. You know you're supposed to pass KD the ball. That boy that went all the way up the court, dribbled off his leg, game over, <laughs> and they get in the biggest fight, and they never recovered from it. <laughs> so but, when you were telling that story, that's the first thing that came to mind. I was like, damn, Ashley's right, but Draymond Green being the point guard is what forced fuck. 
Katie out the but damn the, yeah. the reason Valley. I'm not the reason I'm Sorry, not mad the reason I'm not mad at Steph saying this though is because I do think that Steph Curry is what the point guard position has become. Oh, okay. While Magic Johnson is a true point guard, so you know, if you are a historian of the NBA, you won't put Steph Curry and Magic Johnson in the same conversation when talking about the po- the greatest point guards ever. There's a list of guys that would come before him. But the reason I'm not mad at Steph saying this and the reason that I can almost get with him saying this and I do get with him saying this is because he is what the point guard position has become. It is not just the guy who goes ahead and assists. It's not the guy who yeah. just goes ahead and has handles or go ahead and is out there dishing. It's the guy who goes out there and is dropping 20, 30, sometimes 40 points. That is what the point guard position in a positionless NBA has become. So while in a traditional sense, no, in a modern sense, yes. Okay. I would like to also add in it because I was thinking Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, but you know who his game to me compares the most to this modern era? Nikola Nikola Jokic. 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 The way he plays, mm. their body frame. You know what I mean? Like he's a he's a ball passer. Really? Like that's a lot closer comparison, at least to the nineteen eighties Magic Johnson point guard position mm. versus a Steph Curry who's barely six foot shoots a lot more. Yeah, I mean, so listen, like Steph- the skill set has transferred. No, Steph Curry's not barely six foot. Don't put that on him. Sorry, I mean, he's like, uh, I'm six one. Steph Curry's like ever... six five. No, he's not. Steph Curry. Really? I got him at six two. No, oh, Steph Curry, no six, six five. five. I thought he was tall. Crazy six five. What's crazy is <laughs> that to me, I don't know if I've five. ever seen Steph Curry. I've never been to a game and seen him up close, I've personal, never. and I've never seen him out like anywhere. I've never seen Steph Curry. Does have he you exist? seen Steph Curry in person? Yes. You have? Yeah, a few times. I've never seen Steph. Yeah. I would like to see Steph. He seems like a nice guy. Is he a nice guy? He's so nice. So nice. Why did I think Steph was like 6'4? I gave him a yeah. couple more inches. No, I sh- are you sure 6'4? Clay two? Thompson is 6'5. Maybe he's that's shorty. what I'm thinking of. Maybe I'm thinking of Clay. I thought I thought Steph was at least six four though. Okay, I could be wrong. But They're giving him six three in the chat, but oh. that could be with shoes on. Oh my Man, god! All basketball, all basketball numbers are inflated. If they say they're seven <laughs> foot, they're six nine. Yeah. If they say they're six five. They're probably six two and a half. Well, we're gonna go ahead and and switch gears. Stay in the basketball world, but we're gonna talk about something. A little bit sadder. I was actually really sad when I I heard this conversation um, transpire with Trey Young. And that is Lonzo Ball. He opened up to Trey Young Young about the fallout and the failures, rather, of the Chicago Bulls. He said, quote, I feel like we really had a chance and never got to see what it was. Listen to this. I feel bad um, just for the GMs is because I feel like they made the perfect team around me. And I felt like I was involved in, that was the most I've ever been involved in an organization. And I finally got the perfect team, you know, that I felt like to fit my game and play my way and really just do, you know, what I wanted to do. So um, that, that injury, you know, that, that I'm still going through it right now. But that one, that one messed me up early just because I felt like we really had a chance and never got to see what it was. Mm. This is actually really, really sad. Lonzo Ball had so much just like, What's the word I'm looking for? Not just attention. He has so much expectation around him of of what he could be, what he would be in the league. Um, You know, he was the first ball brother to go pro. Um, It was just so much around him. And 
it has come out that he will miss the 2023-2024 NBA season following a cartilage transplant in his left knee, which happened in March. And he appeared like we just saw on Trey Young's podcast. Um, Yes. Uh, I think it's more than two. I mean, he was injured in part. So, yeah, I would say two two, years. So, it's like two, two and a half? Yeah, like two, two and a half at this point. Wow. you know, he, he he's speaking truth, though. The Chicago Bulls really built that team around Lonzo Ball to be the nucleus of that entire yeah. existence. And just the injury and, and just everything that could go wrong went wrong for this Bulls team. And it's just a shame because he had such an immense amount of talent that was just so much room to grow it and to mold it and to develop it. Um, Chino Hills legend, obviously, which is why I'm going to go ahead and bring in JP, who's from the California state, listen, or lives there rather. I mean, JP, like explain to people just the legend of Lonzo Ball when he was in high school. I mean, it was a, it was a big deal. Hmm. The Ball brothers revolutionized high school hoops. They potentially put Baller's life on the map because those highlights were just stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm. When you say revolutionize it, it's like the approach to it, how they played the game. high school mixtapes, like Baller's life basically right. just blew up because the Ball brothers were out there just yeah. going crazy. And LaMelo, when he went through it, and remember they all went through the same high school, right. so it put that high school on the map. But I mean, let me. It's unfortunate because this is not the way this was supposed to go. So, so um, I, I think you may have already said this. So, it's, it, are they saying it's over? It could potentially be over. His career could be done. It depends. Uh, I can have JP chime in here also. I mean, it depends on who you ask. Some people are expecting or hoping rather that he can go ahead and make a comeback. Some people are saying we won't see him probably until 2025. And at that point, who even knows what version of Lonzo you get? I mean, JP, like, what is it? Some things that you think that people or that you've seen that people are saying about Lonzo? He's at least a year and a half out from being NBA ready. So that could potentially be the end of his NBA career as we know it. Mm. Well, here's what I would say, right? Like, they made it, right? I, I I get what you're saying. The spotlight, um, you know, the expectations, you know, and, and and we bashed his father, but you had four, you had three boys, three sons that grace a NBA court. Mm-hmm. I know the other one, what's his name? Uh, Leangelo. Leangelo. Leangelo, like he didn't really make it, it didn't pan out, but mm-hmm. he he graced the court. That's a big deal, man. So shout out to his father. I don't agree with everything he does and says or what he used to because he's he's a lot more quiet. He's quieter now. Um, but that's big. And then also to Lonzo. Like, you made it in the NBA. You Why know do you what say I'm he made it? Like, it's oh, he's only 25 years old. Well, this is a big deal, right? Where, you, you, you know, can we look and see how many or somebody jump he's, in and tell I, me how, how many years uh, he's he's been on ice? But two and a half. Oh, two, but yeah, think about it this way, though. Two, that's, I know, but think another, about it. His think last about game. it this way, though. He's 20. He's only 25 years old. He doesn't play like a John Moran. So he's not like in the air that's doing true. these circus tricks. That's, that's not true, his yeah. game. So it's not like there's going to be a lot of. He's going to lose a big chunk of his game in terms of it his agility. Like Derek, Derek Rose. Right. Well, well, well even no, Derek no, Rose no. played more like John Morant. Yeah, though, yeah. And that's no, why he got yeah. hurt. Yeah, but, but I know what you're saying. Oh, you evolve. mean after. Yeah, but I, mm-hmm. I think with, to Ashley's point, 
he could potentially still come back and impact the team in a major way off of his game. Like D Rose lost a lot. And because he talked about it on the podcast. Right. And he game. talked about it on mm-hmm. the, uh one of the podcasts, one they do the barbershop in New York. I forget the name of it. But he was like, you know, the struggle was when he came back, he was trying to relearn his body and tweak his game to fit like how he was feeling. Mm-hmm. And so what made Ja uh not Ja Morant, Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose and uh one of the youngest MVPs the league has ever seen was that Ja Morant like type of game right Mm so um lonzo ball you're right ashley that he could potentially come back and still impact the game or uh play a huge role on the team but also like and i'm not i'm not trying to be funny but he can go over there and be like stefan marbury go to china no why are you always trying to send people to china because like think about it it in two years he comes back it could they might they might move on they might not be ready. I'm talking about the entire league. You, you've, you've seen this before. China's not a bad option. They can make a he can make a lot of money, sell a lot of shoes. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to result in him going to China. But I will say this: it's going to be interesting how he not it not so much the physical because the body has a, a miraculous way of healing itself. It's for me, the biggest thing is two and a half years, three and a half years, which is what ultimately it will be when he returns. It's a big deal. It's a mental thing at that point. Like, how do you mentally, and Brandon, I mean, you never had any major injuries, did you? Well, I mean, not where I missed this amount of time, but I had three hip surgeries, snapped my deltoid. Collapse long, so during, broken ribs. During all, okay, so, so during, a little bit, a couple some, major injuries, but it, I never a couple band aids. No, not that much <laughs> time. Arteries but, and veins. Jesus. In my okay, well, not that much time, but they say, and you can go ahead and speak on this. The hardest thing when you have an injury that you know takes you away from the game in any capacity is when you return to it. Is getting your body and your mind on the same page because yeah, no, your body. Home. Your 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 body will be healed, but your mind will tell yep. you no because we did this last time and this That's happened. Right. Yep. And you have to go ahead and be able to overcome the fact that your mind is going to try to protect your body from making the same mistake twice. Yeah. We've seen that with Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. When Dak Prescott came back, and I know I was going to say you always bring it back to the Cowboys. It's the first thing Nobody that's in my said that. everyone in the chat says this. No, they don't. That's fine. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I, I can telling ourselves stories. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to use that Never because I can it. I can actually envision it. I remember the first game Dak came back from fracturing his ankle. You saw him have an open pocket to right. run through, yeah. and, and he, he wouldn't, wouldn't do it because his yep. mind said, when we ran, yeah. this happened to yep. us. And you literally saw him in real time freeze up. I'm talking about the hole was open, and he would mm-hmm. not run through it. And he even said it took him a while, like almost a season, to mm-hmm. go ahead and get his mind and his body on the same mm-hmm. page to know that it's okay, we're healed, we can do this. Yeah. And that's going to be the hardest part for Lonzo. I, I, I agree with you there. Uh, after my third hip surgery, I had uh, a micro um, fracture surgery. I think that's, I'm saying that correctly. It's been so long. Um, it was tough. You know, it was my third hip surgery. The first two went well. I, I, I was still uh, experiencing some discomfort, mm. right? So that's why he had to go back in. Um, but I was so frustrated with the process. Like, get this, my hip is hurting. But I was so frustrated with the process. 
Uh, and I just like I was sitting in my house and I just start breaking down crying. Right. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I could think about doing to ease the pain was putting on my Beats by Dre's and going to run. I've never ran this far before. Oh, wow. I literally ran 10 miles. Like I literally ran 10 miles, never ran that far. And I cried the whole time. And I'm like, damn, you know, is my career over or do I need to be done? That's the stuff I was thinking about. I end up coming back, I believe, and I may have, it may have been an all-pro year, I may, probably a, a Pro Bowl year. But to your point, Ashley, absolutely, that's the last thing that you got to get over is getting over that hump. Whether you're a football player, getting hit again, mm. being able to accelerate, decelerate, you know, do it, you know, a few games in a row. Though you're seeing it with uh, uh what's his name, Makai Becton, the right tackle for the Jets. Right? Really? Like, yeah. So, there. yeah. So, he was a first-round draft pick. They draft him to be, a, you know, bookend at the left side. He ended up getting hurt two years in a row, whatever. And this year, he's actually just turned it around this past week. But this year, the reason why he hasn't been out there and they still haven't given him the right tackle, like, the starter uh, title, is because, they, they like, we need to see you do it for a whole game. But he was going in and coming out, going in and coming out. When have you ever seen an offensive lineman Come out and tap out. Right. But it was all in his head. So, um, look, Lonzo Ball, congratulations on some phenomenal things. Hopefully he makes it back. But, Ashley, you think I'm playing? But there's China. China is a great option. Stop trying to say I wish China. China. I, wish, I, I wish there was a China option in football. I would still be playing football. Do you know how much money is over there in China? Like, y'all a think. A lot. It, anybody can go over there. Name me, name me a, a 25 to 50 NBA player. Give me a name. Not top 25. Give me a, a name. Josh Hart. Josh Hart can go over to China. He's going to have a crowd around him. <laughs> it might not be as big as James Harden's. But I'm telling you, they, lo- they love they love, they love us basketball. over there. Yeah. Right. They love yeah. us over there. Yeah. I wish they had football. BC's I- saying they love us over there. He's been. Well, All right. Tell us the about Knicks. it. They love the Knicks in China. Tell us about us. Tell us about it, BC. No, no. What they love. That's BC. true, though. <laughs> BC, jump on. <laughs> No, no, no. They do. They love the Knicks in China because remember the Knicks have a big Asian fan base. That's right. There are yeah. a few teams that have that do really well in Asia because right. of their fan base. The Warriors do well, really well in Josh Asia. Josh Hart need to go to China. The Knicks do really well in China. The Nets do really well in China. The whole Knicks team should go to China because make more money. Yeah. <laughs> They'll win all the championships. You realize we're we're the most valuable franchise in the NBA, right? Just like the Cowboys. Just like the Cowboys, but y'all don't win nothing. Don't win nothing. <laughs> but we 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 this year's the year though. The most. This year is the year. Listen, Ashley, are you going to ride with me? You going to bet with me? I'm gonna make some bets. I ain't gonna go as on big what? on the boxing. On boxing, I'll go big. On football, I'm betting twenty five to fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, like you know, four leg parlays. You know, I might bet the money line on games. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that because. The, this is the year the Cowboys going to get it done. And I'm going to make a lot of money off of the Cowboys. Hey, chat, you see I didn't bring up the Cowboys. Brandon did. Don't come no, for me. Nobody. Stop making up stories. You got these things are in your head. I've never seen that in the right chat. Now. Everybody in the chat she is like, why is she always bringing up the Cowboys? I didn't bring them up this time. You did. Why are you listening to? See, just, just like saying. just like they tell athletes. I'm just saying. Don't read the news. I'm don't not, read the I'm clippings. Don't, don't read the comments. Do you know? Mm-hmm. I've never like the first time I read like uh, comments on my Instagram account mm-hmm. was when we started this podcast. Really? Yeah. Like t- there was some Twitter because Twitter, you, it's a feed. There's been times like I've seen things on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Twitter is. But like I would just post a picture and be out of there. 
I didn't even know that was a thing. Like people be commenting, commenting, oh, and they spend a whole twenty minutes yep. underneath a picture or a video having a conversation. That's crazy. That's wild. So I'm saying all that because we were trained as athletes to eliminate distractions. Don't listen. Block out the outside noise. So, Ashley, you are in the chat. I'm not. And these I, people are telling you, don't bring up the Cowboys. You know what? If you want to bring up the Cowboys, you bring up the Brandon, Cowboys. you think I care? I'm yes, going to constantly yes, bring up the Cowboys. Yes, you do. I still bring up the You're Cowboys. Working. I think you do. I no, think you care. No, I will bring up the Cowboys all football season. It is what I'm going to do. What do you mean? This is going to be our year. Mr. Jeff, um, year. <laughs> I already got one vote. Ashley gave me a vote to uh, uh, welcome me into... The the Cowboys fan base. Uh, you, haven't pro- you haven't proven yourself yet. We're still waiting. To, oh, that's to, week one, right? Yeah, yeah. We got to see how you do it when the, we play the Giants, and that will go ahead and determine whether or not your application is is approved. Yo, Dak so. Prescott. You're more than welcome to the Giants, by the way, B. Just they, no, you know no, I played for the Giants. I, he I like wants no parts of that. Just want to put that hey, out Hey, yo. There. It's our year. Woo, pull up Dak Prescott's career record records versus the Eagles – the Giants and the Washington football team commanders, and some people are asking them to go back to the Redskins. You said the Jets? No, the Giants. Oh. Dak Prescott's career record versus the Giants, the Washington football commanders. Some people want the Redskins back, and also, boom, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Giants, I hate to say this, he's 10 and 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, woo! Mm-hmm. Uh, Commanders nine and two, Woo! Mm-hmm. and Eagles he's eight and three. Woo! You know what that sounds like? That sounds like a lot of wins. Say it. How about them? How about them Cowboys? <laughs> what did Jameis do? What did Jameis do? When he licked his fingers, he said, "Tastes like a winner." Tastes like a winner. That's a lot of wins. What That's over, a lot of NFC East wins. What are you Oof. doing? What are you doing after every Cowboys win this year? Do you remember? I'm gonna shotgun a beer, not just any beer. Troy Aikman's eight beer. <laughs> Do we have enough for the football? Hold season? on, time out, time out. So now that you're a big deal now, for those who are tuning in um, right now and didn't wasn't here at the beginning of the show, uh, we had some some news. Not. Daily news. We had some oh, news, no. right? And so, but Ashley, like you're this big superstar now, or you've been a superstar, but now it's like you're like, look at this. <laughs> but, Thanks. So, so, so this is Ashley Nicole Moss. She's uh, uh, one of the faces of Tommy Hilfiger now. Um, you know, I don't know why she act all shocked and surprised when we showed this earlier. I wasn't shocked. It was just, you're like, oh I my goodness! I, I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting route. this to be the news. I put it on Twitter, oh but don't put it on God. paper route. Oh my goodness! I'm a cover girl. <laughs> That's Tommy Hill. What? That's okay. what it is. That is a no, spot said, on impression, by yes, the way. Yes, exactly what she did. <laughs> yes. And then today, where was this voice? I know he posed a rap, but where was this voice all day? She's like. Like, where were you doing today? Oh, with the I hands? Didn't, I didn't hear. Oh, when I go like this? Yeah. <laughs> so I have this friend. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Who is this Ashley? But really quickly, really quickly, we have a minute. Ashley, can I represent you now? Because there's going to be so many more brands coming. Now you got Tom, you got Tommy Hilfiger. Uh, Troy Aikman, you do business with me. You want Ashley Nicole Moss <laughs> all right, to chug this bill, this beer, excuse me, after every Cowboy win, there'll probably be 12 to 13 of them this year probably 13 to 14 of them this year. All right. You got to go through me. Is that cool, Ashley? Sure. Okay. Who else do you want to go after? What other brands do you like? 
What's your skincare Fenty. Oh, wait, you know Rihanna. Fenty. Get to Fenty my way. Fenty. Fenty. You and Fenty. Rihanna are like Ashley this. Ashley Nicole. Did, hey, listen, that's what I'm going to tell you. Rihanna. <laughs> you hear me calling your name right. She corrected me. She know. She know. Right now, you can get her cheap. Oh, oh, oh. You can get her cheap. Okay. Because in about a year from now, the bag going to get a little bit bigger. So let's lock her in right now. You know what's not cheap? Time. And oh, time is money. Let and we've run out going. of time. We've run out of time. But we will be back tomorrow, so make sure you guys tap in with us. Tomorrow's my favorite day. So Rihanna, Troy Aikman, Hump Day, Hump Day. We'll see you guys. Call me. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy-six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal. And when you gamble, betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.